Simplified Chaos, Episode 30. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, wonderful friends. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is your host, Jillian, and I'm with my husband and handsome co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We have another great episode for you today. Jilly, what are we talking about? Today's episode is how to cut through the bullshit of eating healthy. There's a lot of bullshit out there. It's so freaking chaotic. It's like you learn one thing and you think, oh, I'm eating healthy. Then you learn another thing and it's like, wait, that's not healthy. So I Yeah, am... is anybody else confused <laughs> as I am about eating healthy? It's, it's ridiculous. It's a crazy haze of yeah. just what to do and indecisiveness and chaos. So I'm excited to, to jump into this topic. We're going to try and simplify this shit for you guys. Sure thing. Yeah. But before we dive into that, as always, we want to talk a little gratitude Jillian. Yes. What are you grateful for? Today I am grateful for this tiny object that my mom purchased on Amazon because I kind of tiny object, huh? <laughs> I don't really buy much for Lucille, but I know my mom is like ready to prance to buy her thing. So anytime she's What grandparent like, isn't? My mom. So I said, Mom, I we're gonna need a mini fan, a mini clip-on fan. Yeah. Because I know it's going to be getting hot this summer. And she bought it probably about a month ago. And dang, has that thing been used so much. And it's like a rechargeable mini fan. So, I mean, that thing lasts for... We've been outside walking for like an hour and a half in this really hot weather in Maryland. And Lucille's been pretty comfortable because of this fan. Yeah, it's been nasty (laughs) hot. Not only heat, but the humidity. It's like Florida. And... The strollers kind of like are like a little cave, like they're not a cool yeah, cave. Yeah, no, it's like no, not at all. A hot cave, so it's like anything I can do to keep Lucille cool and calm and comfortable, so Mama can get outside, get her walking in. Yeah, you know, and it's keep been the a baby cool. It's been a lifesaver. So thank you for whoever invented that mini clip-on fan that's battery rechargeable. Oh yeah, good stuff. What about you? I'm grateful for vacations in the month of July. Oh, okay. So. The reason why I'm grateful for that is a lot of people take vacations in July, mm-hmm. which means we were just came back from Copenhagen, and my inbox wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Oh, interesting. So this week coming back to work wasn't as hectic as I thought it would be. My schedule is now starting to pile up now that I've had a chance to talk with people and reconnect, but because a lot of people were out, us taking a vacation around Independence Day... It really made my inbox not as chaotic as I thought it would be. So I am grateful for people who take vacations in July. Interesting. I never thought about how that would affect your uh, inbox or email. (laughs) Yeah. No, usually I get a lot of emails and I still did get a lot of emails. I had to go through, sort through a lot of them, but it definitely wasn't as many as I expected. You should do the thing where, like, you have an automatic reply. It says, oh, it does. this is going to automatically delete. If it's really important, email me again in a week when well, I we, come back. We have brand standards, and so I can only Dang. have a certain out-of-office message. Oh, man. It's very generic, but that's just the way it is. I understand. Yeah, or else I'd do that, too. Got it, but got it. But that's what I'm grateful for this week. All right. All right. So, Jilly, you ready to dive into this topic? I am. Let's do it. So Let's talk about... <laughs> Food. 
I kind of labeled this as like steps to cut through the health bullshit. <laughs> For some I reason, I just wanted to use the word bullshit because I just feel like there's just a lot of it out there. There's a good show called Penn and Teller's Bullshit I've that never used seen. to be on Showtime, and they would just kind of talk about things that were bullshit, and it was actually really good. That's the two comedians, right? Yeah. One had a, like but, a ponytail. But one doesn't talk. So it's just really Penn Gillette talking while Teller does Teller things. Weren't they at like Las Vegas or something? Yeah, they're still out there. Interesting. But sorry. one doesn't talk? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Te- Teller doesn't talk. <laughs> he just performs magic. Interesting. Yeah. I wish you could perform magic. Well, I do. <laughs> I did last night. Shut up. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. So food. the first step to kind of cut through the health bullshit, I thought was, I know I'll, a lot of people probably think I'm going to go jump right into food and nutrition education, but I'm not because I Sweet. feel like the first bullshit is in our kitchen. It starts from there. It starts at the home because that's where you're going to do most of your cooking. And that's where you're going to do- Yes. And that's where you're going to do most of your teaching on your kids. Like you're going to instill in them the habits that you want them to have. And I think right off the bat, it's, we are being told we need so much shit. Like- you need this gadget, you need this tool, you need this thingamabob. And we're convinced that we have to have it all to be up and up with everybody else and have the best meals and cook the healthiest foods. And it's just bullshit. Like we don't have yeah. to have um, an the, air fryer, <laughs> an air fryer. We don't have to have uh, that Instapot. Like there are so many fad things out there that people feel like they have to buy because that's what everyone else is doing. Right, right. And that's how you cook the I best meal. I had the meals. best meal ever in this Instapot. And most of the time, like I would be in those fads and I'd buy the stuff. And then I, like I bought a spiralizer. And I think I talked about this before on one of our episodes. And I was like, yeah, everyone's spiralizing beets and all kinds of stuff. Zucchini. And I, I paid like a hundred and some bucks for this thing. And I used it once because it was such a pain in the ass to clean. That thing was a pain in the ass. I'm it glad had, we sold it. It had, oh, we did. We had all, had all of these parts, but I really, I just did it because everyone else was doing it, and the people I was following on Instagram were all using it and saying, "You should get this. It's going to help you eat healthy." But really, we don't need gadgets and fancy tools to eat healthy. All we need is the basics. And right. the first thing I have is pretty much just getting shit out of your kitchen that doesn't need to be there. Like, really declutter, clear out the chaos in your kitchen before we even get started. Like, yeah. you don't need a tool to be healthy. You don't need, you don't need anything. Like, it just really irks me when I see advertisements for like, this is how you prepare the best healthy whatever. And it's just, it's bullshit. I'm going to use the word bullshit a lot. Yeah. Parental advisory. Jill is going to be bullshitting a lot. And you're, you definitely like match your environment like i feel like you embrace not embrace but you are a reflection of your environment so if your kitchen is full of a lot of stuff and it may look like it's not a lot of stuff because it's in these beautiful nice cabinets of yours but really inside all those cabinets is probably chaos and it's probably like driving you nuts deep inside oh definitely i don't know about anybody else but like ever since we got rid of a lot of crap in our kitchen I'm so much calmer and lighter when I'm cooking, and it makes me want to cook more. Well, and we know where a lot of things are now, too. I mean, we had, like, 18 rolling pins and a bunch of spatulas, but then, you know, we had 
things that we never used. And there are yeah. some things that we used to use a lot now that we might not be using that much anymore. And we probably need to reevaluate whether or not those belong in our kitchen anymore. Yeah. And I think it's a progress makes progress. Like mm-hmm. it's never going to be, always gonna be progress. the perfect kitchen, but it's going to be calmer for me each day go in there and say, hey, you and I honestly, today I got rid of a pan. I bought this green pan because I thought it was like all the rage. And I oh, got yeah? rid of it today. Nice. It was really nice. It was a nonstick pan. And did we ever use it? We did. And then all of a sudden it just stopped working. It like everything stuck to it. And I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Some I, of that white one? Yes. Oh, yeah. That thing needed to go a long time ago. I know. So finally I was like, but I kept thinking, I spent a lot of money on this pan. I should hold on to it. But I was like, you know what? Ah. I'm getting rid of it. It goes back to our Marie Kondo thing. Yeah. I'm letting it go. Yeah. I'm letting it go. And I'm going to replace it with a pan that works. Yes. Not going to stick to everything yeah. and make me go freaking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Like, we tend to harp on things that we spend a lot of money on and say, well, I can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of this. Well, if it's not working anymore, get rid of it. Yeah. It's, it's probably causing you more problems and more stress and anxiety than anything. And there's going to be sunken costs. That shit costs. pisses me off when the eggs <laughs> stick to that thing. And it's going to, there, there's always going to be sunken costs. And if anything, it's a really valuable lesson not to just splurge on things without really thinking about it. Right. So anytime I get rid of something that I paid a lot of money for, I'm thinking, I probably didn't think long enough before I bought this. Right. I probably was an impulse buy. I saw it and said, hey, I need this. It's going to help me eat better. It's going to help me feel better. And most of the time, was not the case. Right. So, yeah, I thought the first step. Well, that's how they really get you. I mean, think about like Pampered Chef and stuff like that. Like they get you with these demos and like, oh, these are the sharpest knives in the world. Look, you're going to be cutting tomatoes in no time and you're going to be eating healthy. And and it all they always have some kind of healthy food that, you know, that they bring with you smart to do that yeah, it is i mean it's just like hey look this this knife is going to help you eat healthier or this non-stick thing is going to help you cook more and does it really do that maybe for a month and then you just kind of settle back into your old routines yeah so yeah i thought it'd be i really wanted to start first the environment because i feel like a lot of people have a lot of stuff yeah. in the kitchen that they bought thinking it was going to make them a better person feel better and Chances are you probably used it once or twice and it just sits there because you don't want to clean it or you d- it's not just it's not reasonable for your life. Yeah. All right. And I'll add one more thing before we move on to the, the next topic. But another thing is it, it may be so there may be so many things in your kitchen that cooking does become too stressful and then you find yourself eating out more. True. Because you don't want to be in the kitchen. You don't want to cook in the kitchen because there's just too much going on. And I've heard a lot of people say that like things on their countertops are like, I don't have any counter space. Like it drives me nuts. So they're like, I don't want to cook because I have so much stuff on my counters. But it's funny when you start getting rid of things in your kitchen, your counters magically start having more space too, which we don't have a lot of counter space. We don't, but we do. But now that we have empty cabinets, it's like, hey, we can put the toaster in a cabinet. Hey, we can put the salt and pepper shakers that were here in a cabinet because now we have all of this space. Yeah. And even us taking the doors off of some of the cabinets makes things accessible. Like it, because they're behind a cabinet door, you kind of forget that they're there. But when you have an open cabinet and you can see it there, it's just like, oh, it's no problem to stick it back up in that cabinet. Very true. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the second thing I have to help cut through that bullshit is just, just stop worrying about what you're eating so much and when you're going to the store just focus on fresh that's it focus on fresh 
and less packaging. And that's it. I feel like I feel like there's so many things people are worried about um, when they buy packaged foods. I think buying more packaged foods causes stress because you have to look at the brand, you have to read the labels, you have to see what the ingredients are, and then you have to decide, is this company trying to fake me out or not? Because there are so many In companies most cases, out there they are. that put words like, you know, all natural or farm fresh, and they know exactly what to put those yeah. those words. One hundred percent juice. <laughs> those, no, <laughs> it's not. They know exactly what buzzwords to put on packaging to make mm-hmm. you want to buy it, and I sure. feel like that's stress in itself. Trying to dissect and say, is this healthy? Is this legit? Or are their marketing or their advertising just so good that it's completely fooling me into? you know, wanting to buy this. So I feel like if you just focus on buying more produce and more fresh food, it kind of helps cut through that bullshit altogether. Yeah, if that shit lasts for six months to two years in a pantry, then it's probably not good for you. It's full of preservatives and whatever's preserving it is not healthy. So you actually want to buy stuff that basically goes bad really quickly. And I know we have things in our pantry like beans and sure. tomatoes. I mean, I'm not saying you can't buy no, that No, no, but I think it's important to to do the digging. Like if there are brands that sell packaged goods and I I do buy packaged goods, sure. but there are specific brands that I always buy because I did the digging. Right. I did the research, I found out about the company, I find out where the food comes from, and I think that's important to do because it even shows if you have kids that like, listen, I don't just take things for face value. If I'm gonna buy something and it's actually going in my body, mm-hmm. which I only have one, I'm gonna take care of it, yeah. I have to be responsible. You're showing kids that I'm gonna take the responsibility and do the research before I consume it. And I think that's important to show the younger generation that I mean, we not- do the same thing with appliances and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people go to consumer reports or read reviews about certain appliances before they buy them, but that's an appliance. I feel like we're a lot talking of about stuff that, that we put in our food. body. Yeah, and isn't it funny that more people do it with things that we don't put in our body than things? Well, it's that we because do put we can. You know, we we look at it and we think of food as a dollar here, five dollars here, ten dollars here. But when you think about all the money you spend on food in a year. It's gonna be more than what your refrigerator costs, what your stove costs, what your dishwasher costs, any appliance. You're not yeah. spending any amount of money close to what you're spending on food and what you're putting in your body a year. Yeah, so um, I just wanna put it out there that I think, I know a lot of people say ignorance is bliss, but I think ignorance is not bliss when it comes to food. Like it's going in your body, it mm-hmm. directly erates, it, it directly, relates to your attitude, your health, your sure. happiness, your overall just attitude towards life. Yeah, and I feel like your it's physical, something that, mental, yeah. holistic well-being. I feel like so many people just look at food as it's another thing I have to do and it takes time. But seriously, if there are packaged foods that you want to buy, like buy it, but then do the digging just to really see yeah. where the company's from. And once you've, and it sounds like it's time consuming, but once you find those core companies that you trust and i even have a blog post that i'll put in the show notes um just about healthy shortcuts and just brands that i trust um i feel like once you find those it makes it so much easier when you go to the store and pick out things right you know exactly what you're looking for i know where this company stands for i trust the ingredients and i'm going to continue buying it so i think it's important that overall just focus on fresh and less package but if you buy the package just take the time to do the digging Exactly. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. We're just swimming along. We are swimming. <laughs> it's hot. 
it's a little sticky. It's a little hot in these rhinos. <laughs> so Nick turns off the air conditioning and the fans, so that way you can't hear anything on the microphone. Yeah, we don't want any crazy background noise. So, And I definitely have knee pit sweat right now. Oh, definitely going on. I'm sweltering. <laughs> I seriously, this is, this is what we go through. I just picture like Ace Ventura ringing out his underwear oh, yeah. in that rhino. Oh yeah, this is exactly what's going on. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. Okay, so sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Hot these um, My next step to cut through that bullshit yeah. is to create and write a plan. I like plans. We plan a lot. I feel like we talk a good talk sometimes. Like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start eating healthy. But if you don't write that shit down yeah. and put it somewhere in your house and you make it actionable, it. you're it's just gonna be in the air. It's just gonna be it's out a there. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's there's no visual and most people are visual people. They need to see it. And I, I don't know about you, but I need reminders constantly because of my mm-hmm. memory is just horrible. So but I <laughs> I feel like I'll test to that. You don't act on things unless you write it down and plan it out. Like with anything. So I think that if you create a plan on what you're going to eat during the week, you're way more likely to stick to it than just say, oh, I'm going to eat healthy this week. I'm Mm going to I'm going to choose good food. But if you don't actually write it down and stick to it, it's like. It's nothing. Yeah. And there's a very simple way of doing that. We have a very nice plan that we put in place every week. It's erasable. And. It's erasable. Yeah, it's an erase board or whatever. Actually, it's a picture frame. It's a picture frame that has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, weekend. Yes. And we pretty much, and we've talked about this in past episodes, but we kind of know what we're having every day of the week, but we might just do a variation of it. For dinner, at least. Yeah, exactly, for dinner. Um, For breakfasts, you know, we kind of fend for ourselves on that. And then we do a meal prep on Sunday for lunch. And then usually that lasts us through Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the rest of the week is leftovers. So, yes, Sunday, we kind of talk as a very quick chat as a family. And yes. I pretty much say, since I'm the primary grocery shopper. And cooker. And cooker. <laughs> what do you guys all want for lunch this week? Is there anything special you Peanut want for butter dinner? And jelly. And I get the input. And I'm excited to do this with Lucille when she starts talking and communicating with the kids. Like, hey, what does everybody want for dinner this week? Or what do we want for lunches? So that way it can kind of help me direct the bus to what to buy to cook but and we also do this thing that i always preach about designated meal nights yes and i cannot that's the race board i was talking about i cannot preach this enough so every night of the work week we have a meal that we keep going week after week after week taco tuesday monday pasta taco tuesday wednesday pizza thursday brinner breakfast for dinner friday is either date night or takeout and i cannot stress enough how lighter this makes me feel because every week i know exactly what we're having and i can just make little tweaks here and there to just make it different each night like for tonight it usually is brinner night but we kind of got through a curveball we switched it around and we have pasta night this week got really shifted but it's because we got back from vacation and we didn't have a chance to really shop but it made it that much smoother that i already had like meal ideas because we have designated meal nights that i could just easily say hey tonight's gonna be a pasta night and we had delicious ravioli just shuffled some stuff around (laughs) but i mean it's still within the wheelhouse of our rotation but i think 
And I know every person or family out there probably has their go-to meals. Like you may have grown up on like spaghetti and meatballs, or maybe you've grown up on macaroni and cheese and hamburgers. So I feel like every family has- Sounds like my house. (laughs) Has a repertoire of meals that they're very comfortable making and they enjoy. So I find that if you just keep those meals and just put them, designate a day for them, then you can tweak them to be healthy. Like maybe I'm going to add chopped kale in my macaroni and cheese. (laughs) I'm sorry, Nick's being silly. Um, I find there's really easy ways to tweak a meal to just make it slightly healthier. There's no- Stick some kale in that shit. I'm all about sneaking greens in, for real. Ask my brother about that. I'm not. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so I find that just making a plan and getting the input of your family or whoever you're living with and just putting a visual somewhere in your home, it makes it that much easier to stay on track and just to eat healthier. Because I find that even if you're not making the healthiest meal, but you're cooking it, that's way better than going out to me sometimes. Definitely. Because this is on a different tangent. I'm not going to talk about the different types of oils, but usually at restaurants, the oils they cook food in is not the best. So chances are you're probably better off cooking some really decadent meal at home versus going out so i give you props if you're yeah. just even cooking at home well and, and cooking at home doesn't have to be complicated either and i think that's another deterrent from a lot of people is that they think that cooking a meal is going to take them an hour and a half two hours and it doesn't have to be like that when you find meals that your family likes to eat and you just make different you get adjustments to yeah. them it becomes very easy to do that because and, you practice you know, exactly all the time. you're practicing you so you you get it down you have a rhythm and it's it's just that much easier and you know it doesn't have to be complicated and another advantage to having similar meals week after week after week and tweaking them is that if you have kids they start to learn the recipe yeah. and they start to learn how yeah. to make it and it makes them more independent for when they have to start cooking and it involves them more yeah, the they're going to start cooking it yeah. too <laughs> That would be a dream. But yeah, I feel like now I'm thinking more on like how our rhythms and routines and our plans that we're ultimately creating and having a visual of like Lucille's going to be easily able to do and help out because we're practicing them every week. Yeah. And she's taking it in right now. Everything that we do. I mean, she's got her own little dustpan and and broom now because (laughs) she loves watching us do that and loves watching us sweep up stuff her favorite toys are the utensils and things that we use so it's pretty cool to watch definitely all right you ready for the next step let's do it stop overwhelming yourself by trying to do everything that you read in the health industry and when i say health industry i mostly mean on social media yes because there are so many fads and buzz buzzwords out there like keto paleo no carb there are so many crazy diets out there and to each their own you may find one that works for you right but i find that more people are confused about how to eat when new things get reintroduced and they might not even be new things it's just something that was always out there but now they're being reintroduced back into the cycle of things and they're like trying to reintroduce it like it's brand new but i find that if you just I think almost putting blinders on social media. So maybe even following less people, like picking two to three food bloggers that you really trust. Right. So it's not so overwhelming with choices. And I think it's important to find food bloggers or people that are in the food industry that are also maybe perhaps in the same season of life you're in. 
Like, for example, like, let's just say you had a baby, like, for example, for me, well, I didn't just have a baby. I mean, she's 13 months, but I feel like I just had a baby. I find that if you find people who are in the same season of life with you, who just who have a baby, it's it becomes more um, authentic and you can relate to them more and it's more reasonable for your lifestyle. So you're not feeling guilty or you're not comparing yourself to these elaborate meals or these these. I guess the advice they put out there, like try this diet, try this diet. Honestly, anybody who puts out there about a keto diet or any of that, it's like I honestly I, I usually stop following them because I well, think when when you follow those fad diets, how long do you actually keep on them? Now there are some people who will do Weight Watchers and stuff like that, and they'll do it for years. Um, but most of those keto diets, no carb diets, they last maybe a month, sometimes up to six months or whatever, and then you get back onto your old habits and then boom, and you, you've lost any momentum that you had. And I think the word diet is is such a, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult word because you wanna have a healthy diet and your diet is what you eat every day, but then we use the term diet and again, it goes back to the fat. You think about losing yeah, weight. Yeah, you think about losing weight and mm-hmm. it's not really about that. I mean, you have to practice your diet all the time. Mm-hmm. And we've done a really good job of keeping those staple foods in our in our house um, so that we are eating good, healthy foods and, you know, we're not gaining and losing absorbent amount of weights. We maintain our weight because we know. Honestly, I don't step on the scale at all. I don't either, so but I, don't I, know, I feel but good. I feel great. Yeah. yeah I yeah. feel energized. I, that's another thing. Like, I don't judge my health by my weight or a number or the size pants I wear. I judge it by how I feel, my energy levels. This is the first time the dogs are on the podcast, if anybody can hear them in the background. Oh, Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I base my days on how I feel, and, and most days I feel great. Um, and I play softball on Sunday nights, and I know for a lot of people it's really difficult getting up Monday morning feeling sore, but I don't feel that. And the older I've gotten, it actually has not gotten worse i mean back in my late 20s early 30s i wasn't eating very healthy and the next morning after softball was kind of brutal really yeah yeah <laughs> but now that i've got you know good healthy greens in my diet thanks to you making sure that i eat them um try my best you know i feel great and i don't have to worry about stepping on a scale yeah and i didn't even put this in there but i think just cutting through the bullshit of eating healthy is like not evaluating your health by a number, evaluating your health by how you feel. And I'm exactly. pretty sure we've said this before in a previous podcast, but always go by how you feel. And usually if you're making the inside feel great, the outside's going to be great too. Absolutely. Um, and I had these things, just doing these two things, I find that will just help you stay on the right track with just eating as just good food. So the first thing is, just eat as close to real foods as possible. Listen to your body and repeat it. Eat as Done. close to good it's foods. Simple. Listen to your body. Repeat. And I feel like listen to your body is the hardest part. It really is. Because you have to be very mindful and really like stop and say, hey, like I ate this. It was really good in the moment. But now like I feel like I shit. Have horrible diarrhea yeah. which is not normal by the way <laughs> no, so i probably shouldn't repeat that because my body's saying hey this is not okay so i find that a lot of people may have issues with and i'm just going to say it with ibs or any of that and it's sure. not normal so i think it's really important that 
you listen to your body because you may be eating quote unquote something healthy and your body may be rejecting it. And you know, a lot of people will remember things when they write it down. So if you feel like shit after a meal or you're having issues after a meal, write it down and, and reflect on that and say, hey, listen, maybe I shouldn't order this food or maybe I shouldn't cook this the next time. And I also think it's remember it's good to remember that honestly, eating healthy is always going to be an experiment yes. because our bodies are constantly changing. Yes. What we eat today may not agree with us tomorrow. So just be flexible and know that everything's going to be trial and error. Like it may be really well, your body may really like this food for the first year or it may not like it anymore. So I find that more than ever, it's important to when you even see social media posts that stop comparing your diet to someone else's diet because everybody is different. Exactly. And you need carbs. <laughs> that no carb I don't know, that no carb diet just drives me nuts. I think they mean to say like no grains, but and we associate grains as the only way we get carbs, but there's carbs in almost anything we eat and carbs are our energy. I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's that okay. just Everybody's drives different. the carb thing. Just Everybody's drives me nuts. It's like, oh, you're eating carbs. I'm like, of course I'm eating carbs. That's my energy. That's that's what I mean. Cutting through the bullshit. Like, yeah. Stay in your it's own like, lane. Really? Stay in your own lane. My body is not your body, so right. I'm gonna do what's right for me. But guys, you need carbohydrates. You need fats. You need protein. <laughs> the big three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Jilly? No, I am. I'm off my little food pedestal time to get in some resources then it is yeah so i have two she's down off her pedestal by the way i'm sorry again i don't want to say pedestal i'm just really passionate about food since i am a food blogger and i did become a nutrition consultant so um yeah did resources resources so my first resource is in excellent Instagram resource. I follow her. Her name is, well, Amanda Wilson, but her Instagram handle is A Wellness Wellness, and we'll tag all of these in the beautiful show notes. We will. Um, But she is a mama of two boys, and I believe she's a foster mama too. I think she's a retired nurse, but she just puts just real, the real shit out there on how to like eat healthy, but it may not be perfect, but she's doing the best she can, and she's listening to her body. And she has kids, and it's very relatable. It's not like she's trying to be the perfect mom by any means, and that's why I like it. Like her, she's very authentic. Um, she has a really good resource on her website. It's a meal assessment tool, and I enjoy it because on her meal assessment tool, it has her. It has you got um, like taking inventory first of what you have. Okay. So like on the document, it says like. What do you have in your pantry? What do you have in your fridge? So I like that she looks at what you have first before just going out and buying, like buy chia seeds, buy superfoods. It's like, just look at what you have now and see how you can use it. So she has like questions to think about, like how can I season or prepare my protein or like what can be roasted, steamed or sauteed and like what things could be used for breakfast. So she asks questions that I think sometimes we don't know what to ask ourselves because it may seem like I have all these stuff but I don't know what to do with them. So I find that if cooking is very chaotic to you and you don't know what to do with a lot of ingredients, her meal assessment tool is something that could really help you streamline just getting food on the table, doing the best you can, and it's probably gonna be healthy. That's pretty freaking cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we will put her in there. We will. 
my next resource is a blog post. Is it yours? It's not mine. All right. But this is called The Paradox of Choice, How Less Freedom Makes Us Happier. And you're probably like, I don't understand this, Jill. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to see where you're going to go with this. Dean Young, and I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. But anyway, he wrote a blog post, um, and it talked about kind of the negative side of more freedom. And I find that because there's so many choices out there with diets and food and brands and just all of the stuff related to health, that it can be very difficult Mm -hmm. to decide what to do. So he kind of talks about in the blog post that I'm not suggesting that more choice and freedom are bad for us. There is no argument regarding how having more choice changes our world positively. We all have experienced the feeling of happiness that comes with increased freedom. So let's dive into the negative impact that more choice creates in our lives. And I think a lot of us think of, oh, freedom, it equals happiness, but there is absolutely stress in having too many choices. And he has two negative things about having too many choices. And I think about this with food. Too many choices result in procrastination and paralysis. So the more choice we have, the harder it is for us to choose And a lot of people just simply walk away due to difficulty of making a decision. So some people get so fed up with deciding what's healthy that they immediately might go to McDonald's or go to Burger King because they're overwhelmed. I recently read an article about a therapist who is talking about the millennials and even I think the Gen Zers who are coming to see her. And she said the biggest thing that they keep talking about is having too many choices and worrying about making the wrong choice. Like that's the number one reason why people are anxious or depressed or stressed out is because there are too many choices. I mean, just look at how many choices are shown to us on Instagram or anywhere we go online these days. I mean, there's an advertisement in your face all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. And so we're overwhelmed with choice and you can't possibly research everything. So you have to really kind of narrow it down and just like we do, get a couple basics and then, you know, roll with it and make variations on it. But we know exactly what's in our food just, because we've yeah. simplified it. Just simplify the chaos. <laughs> hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> um, so the second negative about having too many choices is the opportunity cost leads to comparison and dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity cost of the other options leads to dis- dissatisfaction in us. So this happens a lot in many areas in our life. Like, oh, I bought this pasta because I thought it was the best, but then there are these five other brands. So now I feel like oh, I missed out because I should have gotten that brand over this brand. So. It's so freaking chaotic with all of the stuff out there. So I find that once you find a brand that you like, and I, I mean, they could change, but just do the digging on like a few brands and just consistently buy them. And if, right. you know, something changes, then do some more digging. But I find that with anything that goes in our body again, just like do the extra digging and then just stick to the few brands that you trust. But again, yeah. go back to buy fresh more over package. And, your life will be a lot happier. There you go. All right. So. Set on yeah. the resources? Yeah. Time for the quote of the day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Every time I like click on the scrolling thing on Google Docs, it like always goes back up. And I'm like, dang oh, it. Man. I gotta find the scrolly thingy. I'm talking so professional. You are. Thingy. Okay. The scroll bar. <laughs> scroll bar. Okay. So the quote is actually from that blog post. 
Cool. And I'm going to read it now. <laughs> it's really hot in here, Man, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're in a sauna. We are. Okay. More. <laughs> you ready? Speaking of the microphone. Like this? Yeah. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Word of the day. <laughs> more choice does lead to more happiness up to a certain point, but it's never linear. After a certain point, point, it's clear that given increasing choices, we become more miserable. I believe it. So I absolutely believe it. Just based on what we just talked about. So your take action? What do you think your take action is, honey? Do more with less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't have to have it all, do it all to be healthy, guys. Yeah. Stick to fresh. Follow less people on social media. Follow the people who align with your values. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all we have for you guys this week. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with your friends on social media. Give us a good review. Otherwise, we loved hanging out with you today. Sure and did. we will talk to you again next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.